Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our 106th episode of ABC Islam and our 71st episode of our second series Islamically Independent. We are two Muslim sisters to about the ABCs of Islam all the way to XYZ. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic as always and that is going to be talking about the two influential people in Islam which is Ibrahim Ali wassalam and also Fatima radiallahu anha. So these are basically the one of the influential men because of Obviously, Ibrahim, peace be upon him, was a prophet. And Fatima, peace be upon her, was obviously the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him's um, daughter. So we would like to talk exactly about them and the lessons that we can learn from them. But before we get started, I would just like to introduce my sister, who's also the co-host with me. Um, so how have you been doing? And are you ready for today's podcast episode? I have been amazingly good, alhamdulillah. And I also like to mention one thing to every single one of our listeners, which is that whatever we mistake we might make in the podcast or during our podcast episodes, please do forgive them all because we're not scholars, we're not alims, we're not any sheikhs or anything. So we are just trying to be two Muslim sisters who like to spread the knowledge and also learn about Islam as much as we can so that we can share it with others as well because knowledge is power. And if you learn something new, you should always share it with others as Allah has rightly said so. And that is a very, very true so if we make any mistakes in any podcast episodes or we say something wrong or may- maybe we get a reference wrong let's say please do forgive them all and also allah knows best definitely and i think this is also um the lessons for example are our own interpretation sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah definitely and also um if you'd like to know more about us then please check out our trailer or alternatively the description box below so without any further ado we're gonna get right into it so um i'm just gonna hand it over to my sister who will be sharing the first lesson and as we said there's gonna be five lessons from prophet ibrahim peace be upon him and five lessons from fatima peace be upon her so we're only gonna focus on ibrahim peace be upon him for the first section and we're going to be swapping between the lessons so let's get right into it so the first lesson that i would like to mention to you all about ibrahim is the fact that always always ask questions and there's nothing wrong in asking questions because the more you will ask questions the more you will have answers to all your questions and you will clear your doubts i think this is why islam is such a nice religion because it doesn't you know prevent you from asking any questions because there's always answers written in the quran and quran as we already said in many podcast episodes is like a book and it's a guide to this life and how to really pass and live this life to the best to the capabilities as much as possible and i believe that ibrahim is the best example of the prophet or a prophet who has always asked questions from a very very young age and you know sometimes when we see kids asking too many questions like in our society and stuff and we think that they're so impolite like why are you asking so many questions can you just shut up and you just sit down and do what I, do what you're told to do uh, without asking any questions i think that's really really sad because it kills curiosity of the child and but the prophet ibrahim um, actually shows us that if you get if you ask questions you're going to know a lot of answers to some of the things that makes also adults think twice about what they're saying and before they say it as well so it's very, very important that you never ask, sorry, no, you never stop asking questions, whether there might be uh, something secular as well. For example, let's say a science, a scientific question. I don't, I'm not really a science student, so I don't really know <laughs> what can I ask right now, but it could be anything. So you never stop asking questions, um, whether there might be something that is r- completely out of your field or scientific or Islamic. It doesn't really matter. Always, always ask questions. 
And I think my sister kind of didn't talk about where this relates to Ibrahim, peace upon him, which is basically where um she where he basically used to ask his dad why they worship the idols, and he kept questioning like you create these idols, it doesn't make sense to worship them. And he also said about how like that idol um when he put it in the water it drowned, and he was like this idol can't even save itself. How can you know it save us as a population? So these are the questions that he used to ask, and this is what made him one of the most significant prophets in Islam because he also didn't do it only because the prophet he genuinely had this curiosity for why people are worshipping idols that were created by people themselves so now I'm going to move on to the second lesson and that is that men are not allowed to harm women and the reason why I wanted to mention this was because I think in the 21st century definitely from social media and from the news obviously Islam is portrayed as a very oppressive religion that oppresses women and that you know men do not respect women or that men are the highest in islam and women are deemed to be weak and inferior but in reality we as muslims should know that islam highly 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 respects women and i have so many examples to give like for example the uh, paradise lies on the uh, woman's feet or the mom's feet and the mom is mentioned like you know more times than the father and also for example in a marriage the daughter or the sorry the wife actually gets money from the husband it's not the other way around like dowry there's no such thing as dowry in that sense it's only mahar which is the gift so men uh, sorry women are highly respected and men are not allowed to harm women and the way this relates to Ibrahim peace be upon him story is because his wife Sarah peace be upon her actually went to the king of Egypt and when she went to the king of Egypt um, the king of Egypt tried to harm her or touch her in in some inappropriate way and Sarah peace upon her actually was you know as soon as he was about to touch her Allah made his hand go numb which means that he could not touch her and what this meant was that you know uh, th- and this happened three times like every time um, you know his hand became numb Sarah peace upon her prayed to Allah to release his hand and he really uh, and the king of Egypt's hand got released but he tried to touch Sarah again and this repeated three times and then finally the king of Egypt realized that the Sarah peace upon her is a high value woman and that she's protected by Allah and that Allah does exist which made the king of Egypt respect her a lot so that shows that you need to make sure as females that we have this energy around us that no one can harm us and also at the same time you need to remember that as for Muslim brothers out there please remember to defend your women and remember that women are respected and that Islam always says that men are not allowed to harm women definitely and in terms of the story wise and reference i might actually butcher it which is why i'm trying to avoid it as much as i can because what if i say a lesson and then it relates to musa salam, you never know so i'm trying to avoid reference to the stories and stuff but anyway so the third lesson that i wanted to share with you all is the fact that always keep learning and reflect as much as you can because sometimes the answer does not have to lie in a book or you know in a online you know a website or something like that sometimes actually just reflecting and thinking very carefully is enough for you to get an answer to some of the questions as I mentioned before in the first point so it's very very important that you always keep learning and this reflects to Ibrahim because whenever I hear this his story especially when he was a child it was very it was very obvious and he was a very reflective child and he did not want to um 
astray from his goals of actually knowing what is going on what is this idol's thing why does it have to be in this way he always kept asking why 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 and he kept learning in that way and that's how he found god eventually so it's very important that you always keep learning and reflect as much as you can because sometimes the answer lies in your um in your thinking in your reflection but do you have any reference to that um that we can relate to for this point um no i don't think so but I think all I can remember is again I also don't want to confuse with the different prophets but I think definitely Ibrahim peace upon him did spend a lot of time alone I think that's what a lot of prophets did is not just prophet Ibrahim peace upon him like we know even prophet Muhammad peace upon him for example like used to spend a lot of time reflecting and you know some prophets even used to walk into a cave into a dark cave and they wouldn't realize because they're reflecting so much on Allah mm-hmm. so I think it's not something that just comes from prophet Ibrahim it's something that is very collective and and i think that, that just shows how much love they have for allah and you know we definitely need to adopt more of that in our lives as well inshallah and the next one that i would like to say about prophet ibrahim peace be upon him is definitely about how teamwork is vital and the reason why i wanted to mention this is because prophet ibrahim peace be upon him and prophet ismail peace be upon him um father and son they actually built a kaaba together and that's such a cute little story to just share how teamwork is so vital because obviously this is kind of a gift from after ismail peace be upon him and Ibrahim peace upon him passed the test where um you know obviously they were about to sacrifice um Ismail peace upon him but obviously Allah saved him and instead made him sacrifice a sheep which means or a lamb and this shows that um you know because of that reward of passing the test Allah allowed them to build a kaaba and the kaaba is now so precious to us where billions of muslims all over the world have performed hajj um you know going round the kaaba which is just absolutely amazing and this started from the very simple teamwork of ibrahim and ismail peace upon them passing the test and building the kaaba together and um i would just like to say that you know we need to remember that as muslims we are never ever ever alone we are all a ummah which is why we go to the mosque and we get more reward praying in the mosque together rather than just praying individually we get more reward for example doing talims or holding these type of sessions yes. where we're talking or sermons uh, rather than just listening like you know or talking to ourselves about or just reading by ourselves it's good to spread this knowledge so that's why i would just like to say that teamwork is so vital so if you ever think you're alone never ever think so because islam is all about unity and supporting each other completely completely agree with that and what better prophet to show that but um Ibrahim alayhi salam and the last lesson or the thing that i definitely have learned from Ibrahim alayhi salam was the fact that have unshakable belief in yourself and god at the same time because this comes very perfectly in the example or the story of the fire when he was actually thrown into the fire and he had actual deep belief like unshakable belief that Allah was actually going to save him and this sometimes or not sometimes but most of the time we lack it um in ourselves in our daily lives whenever something goes wrong we think that why is this happening to me am i a bad muslim now is God, is allah not there anymore for me doesn't he love me anymore we keep asking this kind of questions where we actually doubt ourselves even more and also especially allah's love for us so it's very important that we always remember these kind of stories where our prophets for example ibrahim alayhi salam he was actually put into the fire and he came out of it as if nothing happened to him ever like he was never thrown out there so 
these are really good examples where it shows that having unconditional faith on Allah actually gives you more reward and also you build a strong connection with him and at the same time you feel like you're never alone as my sister has said rightly so because you are never alone whether you are in a well or whether you are just at home or wherever you are wherever you're going whatever time it is Allah is always 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 with you and we actually need to build this kind of connection and faith um, like the prophets used to do which is really hard I I must admit because sometimes you're going to slip and everything but it's so beautiful to see that real life people actually used to have this kind of very deep very deep connection with Allah before Definitely and I wanted to also mention it doesn't also matter even if you're in the stomach of a whale because that reminded me of Yunus Aliwasalam so definitely I agree with that um so now that we've actually finished and I wanted to quickly add a little one more very quickly which is the fact that no one can challenge Allah and because Ibrahim peace be upon him story is very extensive so I wanted to add more lessons but no one can challenge Allah in the sense that if you remember the king which I believe his name was Namrud he actually um try to challenge god by basically astaghfirullah but he tried to challenge by saying that oh like i can do anything i can kill people i can bring people to life what are you talking about and ibrahim peace upon him basically said that can you um you know allah brings the sun from the east every morning can you bring it from the west and that's something that namrud could not do so that just shows that you can never ever challenge allah and there will always be things that allah can do which no person in this world can do <laughs> And now we're going to swiftly move on to Fatima, peace be upon her. So if you don't know, Fatima, peace be upon her, was actually the daughter of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. She is one of the most highly respected women in Islam because she actually was very determined to bring Islam. And she was also, you know, she just really stood up for herself. And I think that that is very, very admirable. And there are a lot of like, you know, hadiths and sources about her. And um, yeah, so we're going to get right into the lessons that Fatima, peace upon her has brought and the first one is kind of what i talked about which is all about standing up for yourself i think that as a woman it is really important for you to stand up for yourself and i think that you know um sometimes people take this the wrong way in the sense that they think that we always now have to be in justice mode or survival mode definitely fatima peace upon her did seek um justice for her father so especially when for example prophet muhammad peace be upon him was praying and you know the enemies would actually throw things at him like the intestines of animals fatima peace be upon her would actually pick her father up she would try to remove all those you know disgusting things that, that were being thrown at him and she would try to essentially save her father and yes i think she sometimes again don't you know don't quote me on this but she might have even like shouted back at the enemies and be like no why are you doing this i go away and i think that just shows how much determination and faith she had in herself in allah and also in her father as well so i think that definitely it shows that you need to learn how to stand up for yourself when needed and i think in this world of social media a lot of people are scared to stand up for what they believe in because they're scared that people are going to do this cancel culture and i think cancel culture can be good to an extent but if you do have very deep opinions about something and you know it is right and also if it aligns with islam as well then I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, take it as your own risk and make sure not to endanger yourself. But yeah, that would be my point. Make sure to defend yourself and the people who you love and make sure to stand up for yourself when needed. 
Definitely, I completely agree with that. Especially in in today's day and age, it has become really hard for some women to really survive, quote unquote, because of all these kind of um norms that may have been put against and everything. So it's very very important that we are actually defending ourselves and other people that we love, uh, rightly so. And my lesson that I want to share with you all when I look at Fatima alayhi salam or radiallahu anha, sorry, is that give charity to the poor. And this is a really really good reminder for all of us that Ramadan is really quickly approaching, and we should be giving our zakat. If we are eligible to do so, if you're le- uh, if you're earning a certain amount, you should be giving two point five percent, I believe, um, of your whole entire money that you have. Annual so, wealth, yeah. yeah, annual wealth. So it's very very important that you actually do that. And this is highly highly mentioned in the Quran in chapter seventy six, verse number eight and seven as well. So it's very very important that we actually giving charity to those that are poor to us, um, not to us, but like they're poor in general and they're living in a very um low conditions and everything, and they need our help basically. So it's very very important that we do that because they have been brought i feel like people that are poor in this world are have been brought up so that we can do more good deeds ourselves so it's not like something that you know they're getting benefited by our wealth not necessarily in, in a physical wise in a logical wise it makes sense that yeah get, they're getting benefited by our charity but at the end of the day we are getting more benefit 100 times more because our sins are getting deleted every time we give charity so that's a really really good thing so you should definitely definitely give charity just like fatima um definitely i completely agree and i think that giving charity is something that you know like cleanses your soul soul and it's something that also like you know other respectable women have also done like khadija peace upon her as well so it is definitely something that has been carried on which just shows that it is so significant and the next one that i have for number three from fatima peace upon her is the fact that allah is always blessing us and we uh, you know we sometimes just forget how much blessings Allah has given us and I think it's so simple to be grateful to Allah every single day I don't care what conditions you are in if you're being if you're being able to listen to this podcast you are already blessed like I'm just saying that as a fact you're probably being able to hear this podcast which means you have ears you can listen um, you probably have access to some form of wi-fi or a phone or an internet connection so I already give you two blessings over there you're breathing right now that's another blessing so you have so many blessings and you need to really understand and i know that sometimes it can be like yeah okay i already know that but sometimes for me for example sometimes when i come back from a bad day i just sometimes reflect on what i'm grateful for and that can automatically make me feel better so do try it out and do make sure that you actually are more grateful for everything you have um how does this relate to Fatima, peace upon her? Well, I think that it shows that Allah is always blessing us because when um, Khadija, peace upon her, was having a baby and things like that, uh, what happened was that Allah actually decided to put um, the spirit of, I believe it was four women, four women into um, Fatima, peace upon her's birth. So he put four spirits, which is um, Asiya, peace upon her, Mariam, peace upon her, Sarah, peace upon her, and Kulthum, peace upon her. So just to summarize, Mariam, peace upon her, was obviously the mother of Isa, um, peace upon him. Asiya, peace upon her, was the wife of the Pharaoh, or the, yeah, Fir'aun. And then we have Sarah, peace upon her, who was the uh, wife of Ibrahim, peace upon him. And lastly, we have Kulthum, who was the sister of Musa, alayhi wa salam. So she basically, he, um, Allah peace upon it. Oh, astaghfirullah. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa taala put um all these spirits into um Fatima peace upon her, which just shows that um 
Allah is always blessing us. So obviously it was quite significant. That was a very significant blessing. But in terms of other people, like you might think that, oh, I'm not getting this, I'm not getting this much blessing getting these four spirits. But you need to realize that Allah is blessing us so in so many other ways. They didn't have internet back then. They didn't have education, free education back then. So you need to realize that there is so much blessings out there. So just remember to always be grateful and to never forget all the blessings you have. I think that's so true because as I said before, it's so easy to take everything for granted. Like you think that everything, oh yeah, this is already available to me. Like why do I have to be grateful? But you only realize the value of it once it's gone or when it's absent away from you. So that's why it's very, very important that we are actually very, you know, feeling very grateful. We are thankful to God for everything that we have, whether it's small or big, because everything really does play a part in our life. So the lesson that I want to share with you all in this podcast, which is the fourth one, but the last one for me, and that is chastity. That is so, so, so important. Nowadays, it's so easy to be unchaste, as you like to call it. Was it unchaste or whatever it is? Basically, not chaste, not not being chaste. (laughs) Okay, not chaste as in like you're chased by someone, but like chaste. How do you say chaste? Okay, anyway. (laughs) And I think... Being immodest. Being Being immodest and basically being another word that I'm not going to say. But anyway, so that's very, very important that women nowadays feel so tempted to not be chaste because they think that everybody else is doing it so why do i have to be why 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 can't i just show my body why can't i just show my parts and everything because everybody else is doing and stuff but if you see that fatima radiallahu anha she was the example of how women are supposed to be covered i think there was one part or one hadith where it said that even if I when I go on my grave, I want to make sure that no one can see the shape yeah, of my had, body. Yeah, and she had a funeral in the dark, so no one could see her body. So she had, her funeral was at the night. Like imagine you're already dead, and you're still thinking about if people are gonna be seeing your body and stuff. Like this is the kind of commitment this woman had in her life. Like you know that she was gonna be chased no matter what, even in her d- deathbed, even in the funeral, she was gonna be making sure that no one can see her body. But now we are alive, and we're willingly showing our body parts like as if it's nothing, and that's very disrespectful to our bodies. I know some people might be listening to this and thinking the way she's saying, but is the truth. It's the ultimate truth that when a woman is being modest, she's being um, taking care of herself, she's covering herself, she's actually looking after herself and she is making sure that nobody can see her shape unnecessarily is much more respected by men and women as well. Because women think that, wow, she's actually not caring about other people and men are thinking that, wow, she's a wifey material right there. So that's very, very important because you might be thinking, oh yeah, women do this so that so the men like them. But let's be honest, women never marry those women. They don't end up marrying those women in the first place, especially good men. Men marry, men, men marry women who are modest, who are chaste, okay, or chaste, or whatever you want to say, however you pronounce it. So Fatima um, Radiallahuana is the best example of chastity and how a woman should be like her in 21st century, especially a Muslim woman. Definitely, I completely agree with that. And I think that it is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And again, as we always say, if you ever feel bad or guilty, listen to this podcast episode. There's no point of you feeling offended. All you have to do is just go on that prayer mat, seek forgiveness, move on. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do. And the next one that I would like to say for the last lesson of Fatima, peace upon her, is to actually obey your parents. And I think that definitely this is a very simple one. Again, some of the many people are guilty of, I'm pretty sure I would say 
99.9% of people listening to this podcast episode are guilty of this where we have had one situation in our lives where we did not obey our parents but you need to remember that Fatima peace upon her she was very very um obedient towards her father and you know um she really took everything that Muhammad peace upon him said very very seriously so a great example is obviously when she wanted to when she married Ali um Ali peace upon him and obviously um Fatima peace upon her got so many different proposals but she decided to marry Ali peace upon him because Muhammad peace upon him supported it and also because Ali peace upon him was a very good man so it just shows that doing simple things like that shows how much love and obedience you have for your parents and I know that's not always easier easy because because you know nowadays we are going through certain struggles that parents do not know about and I think that parents can sometimes misunderstand us and that's why we are like you know you don't understand me you're not in my generation it you know you're of the old generation it's very easy to say that but in the end of the day parents still have experiences that can relate to what we're going through right now so they might for example have not went through peer pressure but they might still have for example had to deal with toxic aunties or bullying or things like that so you know they might have went through they want they have the same lessons they're going to give to us but through different experiences Mm -hmm. but it can still help us so remember that your parents do not want the worst for you they always want the best Mm -hmm. for you so yeah i think that's basically our um you know verse um but my sister kindly searched up a quranic verse of the day which i'll be sharing with you and this is a quranic verse from chapter 41 verse 34 and i quote good and evil are not equal repel evil with good and you will find that for your you'll find that your enemy has become your close friend end quote and this basically shows to us that definitely you know even if you 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 need to realize that I feel like to some extent, a lot of people, they try to add good actions into their life, but they do not try to eliminate the negative habits. And I think that a great, and the reason why I got this today was because I was actually watching a Nafisa's Pearls YouTube video. Shout out to Nafisa's Pearls. If you watch her, I would highly recommend her watching her YouTube videos. But she kind of said how one of her goals for Ramadan was to actually uh, get new habits, like for example, pray, reading one chapter of the Quran every day, but also you need to eliminate bad habits, such as mm-hmm. listening to music, gossiping i think a lot of people forget to eliminate the bad habits so this quranic verse rightly shows that if you repel evil with good you actually start to bring more good into your life but you're also eliminating the bad ones at the same time so it's all about the balancing act so yeah i think that's basically all we have for today alhamdulillah we have come to the end of our wonderful podcast episode today we really hope that inshallah you've learned something new also if you did not know we upload weekly here on this podcast um on ABC Islam. So if you're excited, then please subscribe or follow us on podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts, our podcasts, and Spotify. Most platforms are free and you don't even need to log on. Jazakallah khair for listening. May Allah bless us all. And we will inshallah see you next time. Assalamu alaikum.